definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, everybody. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 100.7 thescorecom We are live here at the First United Bank Studios. The Visual Edge IT hotline is 806-771-0973. The Ace Flooring Center chat line through the 100.7 Score mobile app. Presented by Happy State Bank. Another beautiful day here in Lubbock, Texas. Downtown Lubbock is where we're at. Taking you all the way up until noon or until I give out. <laughs> to like uh, Eminem, till I collapse. And then it would be the Collier and Lucas edition of the program. I am uh, Jeff Haxton getting ready for tomorrow's departure a little bit earlier. So we're going to head up to... Ames, Iowa for an early, early tip-off, 11 a.m., 10 a.m. pregame show. Today, nothing on the board. I know, right? That's the first time since I've been back. We've got a none. None. Nada. Zero on the board. Uh, Tons of high school basketball tomorrow and baseball. And then uh, basketball and baseball Saturday. Hoops and baseball Sunday. So the only thing we're missing is that football. As we get a little football, uh, we miss you, football, pigskin. But uh, other than that, still busy except for today. What's up, dude? Not much. You mentioned football. I mean, we've got a couple of things to talk about. There's like residual like job replacements, firings, hirings, and all that jazz, which yeah. we can get in. It's um, not the same. I know. I miss the games. I know. I know. How long do we have? Do you, are you a big fan of spring football? It's not really um, games. Yeah. I know. No, because spring football doesn't exist for me because that's bullseye baseball. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, you're not missing, in my opinion. Not to make anybody over in the football training facility upset, but that's their time to work, and I would be totally fine if there was zero access for us. <laughs> Just, ta-da, here's a spring game, and then move on. What Tad say yesterday? Anything? Uh, nothing in particular. I mean, he talked about. Uh, we did get the the rotation. Yeah, we got the rotation. So that's good. Kyle Robinson will start against Tennessee. Zane Petty will go on Saturday against Nebraska, and Jack Washburn Sunday against Oregon. So, you know what that means? That means they think that uh, Petty's the best pitcher. Well, and it's funny because I asked Tadlock, and I guess they had just found out before the availability. Um, Beam, I can't think of his first name now. Uh, Rich? No, Rich Beam, yeah. That's that's this weekend, right? Um, Beam is the uh, starting the ace for Tennessee, and he's like a top 10 draft prospect. And I asked him about him, and he's like, well, he's actually going to go on Saturday. So they're even going with their ace on Saturday. So, yeah, I think there's some credence to that, yeah. Which, that's that's pretty good if they think he's the ace and Kyle Robinson's uh, getting the opening day, the guy that got to work out this summer with Team USA Baseball. Right. I mean, uh, now it could change, obviously, but uh, that's the way they've rolled before is um, your dude, your dude of dudes – on uh, a Saturday, 
of course, you know, Stephen King and stepped into that role, and Caleb Killian stepped into that role, and on down the the, the list, uh, Brandon Birdsell. Uh, I did learn that uh, Damian Bravo's the guy in left, so yeah, he's he's the guy that will start things in left, and of course, Tim always with the qualifiers, you know. We could have the flu or something like that hit, and the whole lineup could change by by Friday. But because I asked if, because somebody had brought up Will Burns, because obviously he's been kind of lost in the shuffle, you know, in the middle infield there. But he mentioned him being able to make his way into the lineup somewhere just because he's so athletic. And he said he was uh, probably the most athletic guy that they've yeah. had here. Yeah. So I believe it. There's a potential of him playing. Just look at the dunk contest. Yeah, right. So there's a potential of him even playing some in the outfield. Just I guess depending on the pitching and situational and how everybody's hitting. But so Will Burns has an opportunity to play back up in the middle infield, left field, right field. He he even said he could play some center. So wow. Okay. I uh, tried to get coach. Uh, there's already something on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Trying to get coach to bite on telling us. A little more about T.J. Pompey, typical Tim fashion. Nothing. Nothing. Stonewalled. Because I, I guess I didn't ask it right. I was like, look, you guys had freshmen vying for that spot a year ago, and now they're replaced by another freshman. You have to be impressed with it. Well, we don't really look at their classifications and then yeah, you do. just went a completely different direction. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Coach is really uh, good at stonewalling you in those first things. Uh, there was an interview that I saw yesterday – um, and it was with a director, and I can't remember the director's name. This has been a long time ago, but they dug this out of the archives. And they're sitting out. He, he directed westerns, um, famous westerns, uh, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And uh, it reminded me of trying to interview Tim Tadlock. Uh, the guy that was interviewing, he said, yeah, you were out um, – uh, in in such and such movie, and you shot a big land rush scene that involved a lot of people. How did you do that with a camera? Uh, <laughs> uh, and you know, I say that, and I would. Uh, nah, I don't know if I would be as short as Tim. I might be sarcastic, but he's so dry. Two word Tedlock. Yep. Uh, Detroit Mercy was 0-26 entering last night's game. We mentioned this yesterday. Do you know Detroit Mercy's mascot? No. You know it? Titans? boy. The Titans had lost 27 straight games dating back to last year. Last night, Detroit Mercy beat IUPUI by 15 points. They had one fan storm the court. And broke that <laughs> broke that losing streak, eighty one sixty six. Um, I know IUPUI so well because they used to be in the Midcon slash Summit, and now they're in the Horizon, I believe. Maybe yeah, they're in the Horizon with uh, Detroit Mercy, and um, they were uh, Detroit was actually a uh, five and a half point favorite. As an 0 26 team, and they won last night 81 to 60. So, this one guy, 
I mean, it is one guy right at midcourt. He gets out there and he's throwing his hands up in the air. It's like that. Is it like the Patrick Beverly? Whenever was it the Grizzlies? Whenever Beverly just went got all emotional after like a, a postseason win or something like that. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, that's so funny. Um, so, congratulations to Detroit. They are off the schneid. We are uh, just getting started here on 100.7, the score for the end of the bench. Uh, terrible, terrible up in uh, Kansas City yesterday with um, open fire at the parade. Um, at least two people gone. Um, we'll share, I'm going to share my thoughts on that uh, coming up here in a little bit. We have headlines next. And we're going to pick games today because I'm not going to be here tomorrow. So we're going to pick the Big 12 slate uh, at 11 o'clock. We'll pick some Big 12 games and uh, go over those and keep track. And who knows, the tiny wheel might make an appearance. Coming back later uh, here in just a couple minutes on 100.7 The Score. Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. All right, the Lady Raiders lose last night to Oklahoma State 60-50. to uh, They've lost four straight. They have Baylor coming up next on Sunday. That'll be a 2.30 airtime on 107.7 Yes FM. Just uh, too much cowgirls as they uh, were able to pull out the victory over the Lady Raiders. Um, no Big 12 basketball last night. No Big 12 basketball today. Games out west tonight. UCLA, Colorado, Stanford, Washington, Pepperdine, and St. Mary's, who is ranked 18th. That surprises me. I didn't. I did not know that they were up there that high. The uh, Genesis Invitational. Begins today at Riviera. Last year, John Rahm won this tournament. So we take a look at uh, more calm and more sober PGA than <laughs> the previous time. Hopefully. We hope. Yeah. Um, $20 million is the purse for this. I was going to check real quick to see if Ludwig is going off on this thing. I don't think he is. Yes, he is. 9.37 this morning. Uh, Ludwig will be teeing off. Tiger Woods is in this field. Uh, Lucas Glover, uh, Xander Shoffle, Tommy Fleetwood, Max Homa, some good golfers. Uh, Tony Finau, Jason Day. I like Tony Finau. You know, Tony Finau was on the uh, Big Break. You remember the show Big Break? I do remember. I don't think I ever watched it, but I know what you're talking about. No, I was not aware of that. Yeah, it was one of the first Big Breaks, and it was in um, Mesquite, Nevada, which caught my attention because you drive through Mesquite. I think it's Mesquite. I, I could be mistaken. But it's uh, right before you get into Utah. So close to Vegas, you go north of Vegas, and there's a town that's kind of a mini Vegas. It's got casinos and golf and sunshine, and it's a really neat place. But that, that's where they shot that big break. 
that Tony Finau played in. And I remember watching him going, I guess pretty good. Now, I didn't think he'd ever, you know, be a top. I think he's probably a top 20 earner right now. Yeah. I mean, he's in his rank. I don't know what his rank is, but uh, an impressive guy. And a guy that um, once celebrated so hard that he uh, put his ankle on the ground. You remember that? Mm-mm. The Masters Par 3. He hit a hole in one, and he went running down the fairway. Oh, and yeah. And jumped up, and his ankle. Yeah. Whoop. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would probably celebrate in such a manner if I ever had a hole in one. So, oh man, have you ever come close? Have you ever oh, played with anybody that's come close? I've seen one. My dad has two. I did not see either of those because that was a little bitty, and he didn't want me there. I'm sure. And then um, my buddy Chunk aced uh, part three that no longer exists at White Hawk. Um, in Bixby, which was a great course, and for some reason they decided to let it go, and it's no longer. Um, and then I, at Cherokee Hills, the casino course at uh, the Hard Rock mm-hmm. up there in Catoosa, mm-hmm. I lipped out oh. from 175 downhill. I started running. <laughs> See, that's the the immediate reaction. It's so nice when you hit a ball, though, that you you like when you hit it. You're like, I know that's. It's very few and far between, but it's so funny that you can kind of tell. You know, I had a buddy. That, it's a sticky point for me, man, because I I have played a bunch and I've come close a bunch, and I don't have one, and I I really don't think I'll ever get one. No, I, well, I don't play enough to uh, even be good enough anymore. Elm Grove used to be a golf course here in town. I mean, a small golf course. Mm -hmm. There was a par three right on the corner. Where was that? It's 34th in Milwaukee. It's it's like a gas station now. It's in a housing addition. I know where that's at. Really, really tiny par three. It used to be a course. Yeah, it used to be a course there. Not not the greatest course, but there was a par for, par three, huh. and it was probably maybe a hundred and it's something. That stripes right there. Yeah, and he did the same thing. It stopped on the lip. It was just sitting on the lip. So we got there and we like looked at it, <laughs> and we were like just waiting for it to fall in, and it never went in. Oh, Elm yeah. Grove. My dad's two came at Twin Oaks in Duncan, Oklahoma, and he got plaques, and he still has the ball in the plaque, you know, and all that. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, I'm very jealous of my pops. who has got two of them. Um, let's see. I mean, and no rolled ankles are on either one. No, okay. no, I don't think he, <laughs> uh, I think after. he was able to keep his cool a little bit better. Um, right by union station in Kansas city, uh, guys opened up fire in the, uh, Kansas city celebration. This says one person. Is, I thought it. I thought it was two, but this says one person is dead. Twenty-one others wounded by gunfire. The thing that uh, makes me want to throw up more than anything is that I. Th- I thought I saw out of the twenty-one people that were wounded by gunfire, that eleven were children. Uh, I mean, the amount of evil that it takes. 
first off, just to open fire in, in, in a crowd, you know, and that kind of deal. Um, but have 11 kids be your target. Um, I just, I don't get it. And so um, there were two uh, attendees that saw one of the shooters running from the scene and they pulled their best. Uh, they look like Junior Seau. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, I know that it was obviously an event, but slowly the video from so many different angles trickled out mm-hmm. on this thing. Yeah, I mean, the guy was moving fast through the crowd. And they spotted him, two guys. Um, they actually got to interview one of them outside of his house. I retweeted that if you want to go see it. Um, and they they tackled him in mid-stride and got him down, and I kept wondering where are the police, and I think they were wondering – same thing where the police they had to hold him down so finally the police arrived I think three were arrested um, but yeah eight of those 21 victims were uh, had life-threatening conditions seven uh, had minor injuries so um, just terrible and unfortunately um, th- that's something that I'm surprised. I really am surprised it doesn't happen more. Um, ever since the uh, the parade uh, crash at Oklahoma State, yeah. I have trouble being in large large crowds, just kind of milling around because it feels like something's going to go down every time that I'm there. And that was, you know, what David? That was just a a woman that was having a bad day. Yeah, she wasn't drunk. She's having a bad day and decided to just mow people down. My family was standing there five minutes before it happened, exactly where she went through. If my son hadn't had to go to the bathroom, we'd have been standing right there where she plowed through. So, you know, we go around and we get into the Hastings, which is, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace, Hastings, too, um, and come out and then, you know, four people dead. So um, we were... We were right by that when it happened and you know, saw the dead bodies and saw the everything. It was just an absolute nightmare. I'm still um, a jumpy when it comes to the loud noises and that kind of thing um, and in big crowds. And I really think it's 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 affected me in a, in a big way. So I'm thinking about that, you know, how, how many that's what I really think about. It's like we have a casualty, but you know, if if I can feel that way, fifteen years later, after a a car went through a crowd, how many people is that going to affect? That are the thousands that are there that are now hearing gunshots ring out and seeing people get shot. I mean that that's that's trauma. Yeah, and that's PTSD. That's therapy. That's a wide-ranging, horrible thing. Yeah, and one person is too much, and there were a lot of people there yesterday. I mean, just watching them all yeah, spread, just, yeah, it was. That's what I wanted to say when, you know, I had some thoughts about that. It it, it took me back to that horrible day mm-hmm. in Stillwater where a lady was having a bad day and just decided to plow through and kill a kid and, and three other adults. Um, it's a terrible world, so. Hang in there. 
Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. The End of the Bench on 100.7 The Score, 100.7thescore.com. Hacks, Collier, and Lucas edition of the program. We're at the First United Bank Studio. Visual Edge IT hotline is 806-771-0973. Worldtraveling.com has rated the top Super Bowl performances of all time at halftime. Any idea who they have number one? You're assuming I pay that much attention. Like, Rihanna was last year. Lady Gaga was a couple of years ago. We all remember Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, so we'll go with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince in 2007 is number one. See, I don't even remember that. I know I watched it. Don't remember it. Michael Jackson in... Oh, boy. It's one of these websites. Clickbait. I bet oh, like a catfish. Yeah. You're sitting there tight lining, having to uh, flick through 30 pages just mm. to get bit the trot line. That was in 1993, MJ. Yeah, there's a reason I don't remember that. That was way too long ago. What flavor you got over there, Lucas? King of Pot. Fruit Punch. Fruit Punch, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Beyonce, 2013. Uh, I saw the one that uh, Mr. James Epler had as number one. They have ranked 36. <laughs> and that was Eminem, 50 Cent, and Dre. I did like that one. Number four is 2001. You remember Britney Spears, Aerosmith, NSYNC, and Mary J. Blige, and Nelly? Wow. That was 2001? Uh-huh. Nelly, 2001 Super Bowl, 2020. Two, no, 2023 Big 12 Championship. That's right. <laughs> what's your favorite knows, Nelly song? Uh, what's the uh, Air Force Ones? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. I'll go with that one. Love that one. U2 in 2002 is ranked fifth, Madonna sixth, and on and on and on. I mean, the, the 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 most interesting thing about this list is just all the Super Bowl halftime shows that we've watched that we've forgotten that they even took place. Took place, I know. I know, like you said, Michael Jackson. Don't even remember that. But again, 1993, 1993 was a long, long time ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my computer has said no mas on this page. You're done. Oh, wait a minute. Lady Gaga, seven. Paul McCartney, eight. I mean, she jumped into the stadium for Diana Ross, nine. Katy Perry, the oh, yeah, dancing, Katie, sharks. dancing Sharks. That's my favorite yeah. of all time. Just because of the Sharks. Sharks, yeah. That was 10. Rihanna, 11. That was 10. Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers, 12. J-Lo and Shakira, Shakira. Lucas, player song. <laughs> 13. Coldplay and Bruno Mars, Beyonce, 14. Katy Perry was in 10? Uh, she's ranked 10. It was oh, 2015. Okay. okay, that makes me feel... I thought you said it was in 2010. I was like, oh my gosh. 
And the rest of my timeline is the teaser for the. Uh, I know you you get on Twitter right college now. College football game. If you haven't seen the college football preview, or video game teaser video, don't worry. That's the only thing on your timeline right now. It's on my timeline anyway. Let's uh, hit the burning questions, Lucas. Two minutes of nonstop in-your-face inquiries with no end in sight. It's time now for Burning Questions. All right, gentlemen. We'll go with that. We'll start with that. The video game teaser came out today within the last, like, 30 minutes. There hasn't been a football game since NCAA 2014, right? Denard Robinson, I think, was on the cover, whatever his name was. Shoelaces guy, Michigan quarterback. Yeah. So, when you do get to play this game, who are you looking forward to playing with player-wise from this Texas Tech football team? And on top of that, who do you wish you could have played with during that 10-plus year gap? Mahomes. Besides Patrick Mahomes. That would have been the – that's like throwing a wide receiver at a quarterback and then just running around. And um, It could be anybody, too. I know that – but you've been here long enough to have a list. Nick Shimanick? I think Jakeem Grant would be really fast. Speaking of throwing a guy in whenever you needed a couple yards on – Jet Duffy. Yeah, might have been a lot of interceptions. You want to win, put Duffy in. in. <laughs> um, who's the uh, transfer linebacker, white dude, look crazy? Colin Schooler. Colin Schooler. Would have liked to have played with him on the game. Um, Give me – It could be anybody. Anybody in college football. It doesn't have to be that group. I'm going to go team. Uh, I can't wait to run the option with Air Force. There you go. With some good scenery. I know that's what I always like to see how up-to-date the uh, the layout was, you know, because the bubble used to be on there for Texas Tech. Yeah. The old, old bubble that's now the Sports Performance Center. All right, uh, next question. Let's go with uh, baseball. You're not going to be here tomorrow, so I'm going to go ahead and ask this, and we can expound on it later. But uh, what would be a good weekend for Texas Tech in Arlington this weekend and the two days, two other games they'll play on Tuesday and Wednesday against UT Arlington and Oregon State, another ranked team? Uh, winning record. So you're good with three and two? Yeah. How about just over the weekend, just those three games? Two and one. Two and one. You know what the Red Raiders' record is in that? Terrible. In that, yeah. One and five. Yeah. I don't usually win there. Yeah. One and five. Now, to be fair, they usually play some pretty decent teams. I think that one year that they went 0 and 3, Ole Miss was ranked. Mississippi State, maybe. Arkansas. Yeah. I don't know if that was all. I know they played all three of those. But so three and two. You're, you're happy for the whole weekend? Yep. Does, uh, what if you went? What what if you went two and three, but you beat you beat Tennessee and uh, Oregon State? You bookend yeah. it with wins. Okay. Okay. Lucas, do you have a preference there? 
what would be a, a bad besides i mean so anything anything uh less than that would just be would you be concerned no no yeah we don't get concerned after a weekend like that you got anything lucas i got one more i think a winning record would be ideal i think the one thing maybe i mean it shouldn't happen but any injury to a player yeah uh opening weekend that would cause any significant time of uh being out could be uh could be detrimental maybe for the red raiders if anything like that were to occur yeah we don't want any bo blessy type things or anything we've seen that i mean you just follow kendall rogers account you'll see about every day, some pitchers done for the year mm-hmm. already. All right, last last one since it's whatever annoys uh, Squidward Day. Did What's, you go with powder today? I did put some powder in there. Yeah, I I kind of wet it down. Feathered I and lethal. Lethal. Yep. I, I haven't had a chance. I went all over the place to try to find that stuff, and I'm not buying it online. Which SpongeBob character are you? And which SpongeBob character is Lucas? And which one am I? Okay, um, I'm Squidward, but maybe you're Squidward. You're Squidward, I'm Patrick, Lucas, you're the star. <laughs> Lucas has got like the deepest voice and he's, uh, he's Spongebob. Bob. I'm probably Squidward. If you see me at my other job. There would be no question. I'm probably Squidward. I can take that. Only I am not. I couldn't play. What does he play? Clarinet. Yeah. Yeah. Not mu- well. I don't know that he's necessarily musically inclined either. What do you think? Who's the character? Who you guys? I feel like I'm Plankton. Because <laughs> uh, I'm short and evil. Uh, and then you guys fit perfectly in your roles. F is for fire that burns down the whole town. U is for uranium. Bombs. Bombs. (laughs) We're coming up. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's the end of the bench. I'm 100.7 The Score. 100.7 The Score.com. Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of this program. We're in the First United Bank studio. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open for you. Um, not sure about the authenticity of the story, but it's worth a read. An 18-year-old from Britain faces a fine of 100,000 pounds because of a joke on Snapchat. Before the flight, the guy joked in a chat with his friends that as soon as they boarded the flight, he would blow up the plane. Since the message was left over Wi-Fi at the airport, it was quickly intercepted by intelligence agencies. After takeoff, Air Force fighters scrambled behind the plane. So be careful, morons, about what you say in social media or Snapchat or... I would imagine you have to pay some kind of fine. You got to be in some sort of trouble if you're scrambling planes, you know, to come track you down. That costs a little money. (laughs) 
Somebody's got somebody's to take the fall for that, right? Yeah, and it's the guy that uh, typed that in to a snap. For Be for real. Um, I'm going to body slam every one of my kids. Uh, as I, you know, talk about don't do stupid things, I say that over the uh, the radio. Uh, so now Child Protective Services will be waiting as soon as the show is over. I saw a um, a boy. There were three boys that came in to the supermarket. The youngest one was in tears. Something about Valentine's Day. Uh, I'd say he was seven, six. Um, and they had a middle and they had an oldest. And the oldest was probably 13. And he was hugging and comforting his youngest brother. And I was like, I talked to the mom. I was like, what's that like to have siblings that, you know, don't have their knives out trying to, you know, carve each other up? Mm-hmm. Must be nice. I, which I find interesting because you have obviously a separation like I do. I've got five, six years, you know, depending on the birthday. I got 10. Between the two, which is a, a much bigger gap. But I'm just saying, like, they never really got at each other nonstop, constantly. And I don't know if it was just because of that big gap. It was more like the pro- protective big sister. And yeah, I've. We were lucky. They didn't butt heads. Now, there were times, but on a regular basis, every day, no. We got lucky with that. It's like they sense when they get within a mile of each other. <laughs> and then you get, it, like, they smell each other in a, from a certain distance, and then that's when the bell rings. Bing, bing, bing. Fight. Let's all fight about it. Nope. Been lucky. Sick of it. Been lucky. Then I got my poor wife. Can't breathe. I'm a little worn out. Yates flooring center chat line. We've been talking about. I'm trying to get back to it because my computer died. Well, now you're now you're fine. I just saw this a second ago, and we I mentioned it during the commercial break. Big Huey brings up a good point uh, about. The the uh, dynasty mode. That's my favorite part of the EA Sports. Yeah, I always hated that. So that was my favorite. I mean, by far my favorite part. Moving around as a coach and stuff like that. I just never had the, one slight uh, sliver of interest on that. That that's I would if I could just uh, simulate the football game. Now I ended up playing it obviously because I know that I'm going to score a little bit more and run scores up against people. But yeah, the recruiting aspect. But just. I wonder how much NIL or transfer portal is going to be part of that process because I don't think I could handle that as much. That would drive me insane, having to put money, which I guess in a sense on that, you you have a point system anyway that you would have to spend time. You know, I've got 30 points this week or whatever to a lot to all of these potential recruits, Mm -hmm. and you had to use it. Yeah. Never wisely any interest ah. all i wanted to do was play my buddies no. i wouldn't play against a computer the only time i would play it is is me and you me and lucas me and mano y mano no. uh put I, a hamburger bet on the game and you would probably destroy me but i enjoyed the building process of everything like i would start as a 
I think I started as like a defensive coordinator at South Alabama one time. Defense was amazing. Shut everybody out. We scored a lot of points because I was running the offense too at the end of the year. Coach Collier here. Coach, coach got a job. Head coach went somewhere else. They offered our job to the offensive coordinator. Oh, no. And didn't, didn't offer it did to you me. Did you walk? I walked. I went somewhere else. Yeah. And what I did, this is how petty I am, because you could change your schedule. Wherever I went, I put South Alabama uh, drilled them. in the non-conference, and I would just beat them to a pulp every single year. Yeah. I love that. See, that's my that, – in, in the recruit, you know, recruiting. That's great. Do you remember where you defected to? I don't know. I honestly don't. I just remember the South. I was so mad that first night. I was like, wait a minute. What are we getting this to the offensive coordinator for? I, I've been shutting everybody down here. Actually, it might have been flip-flop. I might have been the offense. But either way. You didn't other, get the job. Yeah, the other person was offered the job, and I'm like, that I'm out. Crazy. I'm going somewhere else. I don't know. That should be it. That'll be that's that was my favorite part of the whole thing is the building process. I actually like that. Now you're going to have to go to boosters and say, "Hey, yeah, I need 500 grand to get this kid out of Tallahassee to come <laughs> be my quarterback over here." Cody Campbell will be, uh, yeah, Cody one Campbell, of the, one of the first. Uh, I was a goatee. player in the in the video yeah. game version, old version, and you got to go, you got to go down to Odessa or wherever he's at, and uh, you know, sit down at his desk and you know, uh, make some. Uh, Negotiations because they need the next big thing. <laughs> Cut scene of uh, hanging out at the uh, Double Eagle or whatever it is uh, offices. Yeah. Hey, we really need this five-star quarterback. Well, it's going to be fantastic. Again, it's, the stadiums are going to be perfect. The traditions, the bands, the mascots. Gameplay should be great. We've come so far. From, um, you know, again, it's just crazy how far we've come with this. And, like. Well, you mentioned that other one, the Game Breakers, and all of the players yeah, were, nice. like, polygons. Yeah. And, but I love that game. I do, too. Yeah. I, I like NCAA that one. Game Breaker 97. Yeah. I like that one better than the uh, old NCAA. I've told you about um, Return Fire, haven't I? The It's basically Capture the Flag with Military Vehicles. Mm-mm. This probably, probably came out in 1998. 97 uh, PlayStation game. And like you would, uh, you take, you start by taking your tank and there's blue and red flags and you're on the blue and you go and start try to destroy everything that's red. Yeah. So you chip away, chip away, chip away. Then you bring in your helicopter, you know, try to chip away while the other team, the other guys attacking your place, trying to find your flag. And when you did get the flag, you took your transport vehicle Grab the flag and then fly to the bumblebee would play. So it had a lot of symphony music with it, mm-hmm. and it was just a fantastic game. That's my favorite game of all time. Really, Return Fire. I'll have to look it up. Play plenty of Capture the Flag, but that's on Call of Duty. And say so like when you when you grab the flag and you're trying to get back to your base, there are people attacking you. So you're trying to dodge all these missiles. You know, Contra, Contra, yeah. Pitfall. Remember Pitfall? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Excite bike, Excite bike, yeah. Paperboy, oh, Paperboy. Paper We're getting really old now. Uh, Lucas is like, what are you guys talking? Asteroids. About? Yeah, I hear that asteroids machine calling my name from the game room. Galaga, how is it called? Galaga. Yeah, I'd play that one all the time. We have a 
I don't know why, but we have a Pac-Man game at the Zelda. TV station. Like a little tiny arcade. Are you talking about thing? the one you, you sit down at? No, I wish it was that. Isn't no, that the, the flat top? Yeah, like a pizza. Or where you basketball have one of those in their coaching office. Yeah. That was so cool. One of those old school pizza parlor. Mm-hmm. Sit down with the the spinning ball. Talking food. Pizza Hut. Buffet. Sounds good right now. Do they still do that? Remember the Mazio's Buffet? Mm-hmm. Mazio's. Oh, I couldn't walk after that thing for a day. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Get your questions in to the Yates Flooring Center chat line through the 100.7 The Score mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. Uh, Hacks Collier and Lucas White edition of the program. We've had fun with you today. Thank you for being a part of it. Keep going. We'll answer your questions after I give you this. Joey McGuire actually just hit retweet on Pro Football Focus College for the top 10 returning backs for the 2024 season. I don't know if these are in any kind of order, but here we go. Uh, Ollie Gordon from Oklahoma State. Quinshawn Judkins from Ohio State. Omarion Hampton from North Carolina. Jaden Ott from California. Taj Brooks from Texas Tech. Excuse me, another Ohio State Buckeye, Trayvon Henderson. Devin Neal from Kansas. Ashton uh, Ginty from Boise State. R.J. Harvey from UCF. And Damian Martinez from Oregon State. So I didn't know they put Division II running backs on there. Yeah. yeah. Boise State. That's crazy. <laughs> Excuse me. Again, <coughs> FCS, right? No, I I didn't. I didn't. When did Boise State move up to Division One? Oh, it's been a long time. Oh. Didn't know that. Yep. So, out of these ten, one, two, three, four, are going to be in the new Big Twelve. So good. Good to see Taj on that list. Um, that R.J. Harvey is a really good running back. I think UCF is going to be mm-hmm. uh, a lot to to deal with. When they get play them in the Big Twelve title game, hmm? when they play them in the Big Twelve title game, so Tech and UCF, yeah, okay. If I, eventually, you get one of the predictions right. That's what I found. Yeah. Works for everybody. Collier, I'm assuming your daughter will be playing against my alma mater, McMurray. Yeah, even though McMurray like UTD leaving the conference, I think McMurray's got a head start though. McMurray, when I went down there to play baseball, we had. Played at three different places in a spring break tournament. Harden Simmons and McMurray had just built that baseball field because that dude won the lotto. I re- you remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I've, I've shot uh, playoff games there. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't misremembering that. Yeah, I think it's McMurray, the, 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 the lotto. The guy won yeah. the lotto. And, and I think he did softball and baseball. I remember they uh, – it was so nice. They, uh, they, put, they would put your name up on the scoreboard. And it was like for – me it was big 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 oh yeah, yeah no softball field's weird the press box is ground level right behind home like inside huh. yeah very strange very nice park can though. you go inside yeah and that's better than southern utah where no oh, it was sitting behind a chain link fence <laughs> it was just weird being ground level like that you know balls bouncing off the backstop 
that stupid, oh, man, that old, they had that chain link backstop, and it was curled up at the bottom. <laughs> and so you you had a chance to wear one, and if I'd have, if I'd have worn one, I might have quit. I never did, thankfully. Yeah, we play uh, Big Huey. We play on March 1st against McMurray. Got a former friendship uh, softball player. She's in her senior season there. Blair played with her. Unfortunately, that was the COVID year, but so we didn't play that long. Benchwarmers, would you change your name? And if you do change your name, you live a different life. So would you stay the same or change it? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not that adventurous. I like what I've got frustrated with plenty of it, but like a lot of it. So I'll stick with the very boring David Collier. Depends on the, what's, what's the name? Give me a name. It might sound a lot cooler. I might go with that, but. Um, in swingers, Vince Vaughn changed his name to T. I think it was T. Martin. Or was that the Tennessee That's guy? That's a Tennessee quarterback, T. Martin, that okay. actually won the national title. He changed his name. name to T. I know. I don't know the last name. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not changing. Geoff yeah, Paxton say, is plenty good. You've got a great name. Mine's... Shoot. Mine's rather... Well, no, that's a, that's a unique name. I mean, David. Hmm. Lucas, that's a good name. I uh, ran across a young lady whose name was Eleni, which I thought was kind of cool. It looked like Elaine. Mm-hmm. Or, and it was Melanie without the M. Eleni. Oh, that was neat. Hacks, is height the biggest thing holding the Lady Raiders back from being successful? Um, David, you were there last night. Why don't you take a run at that? <laughs> um, well, there's a couple things. I think they still need a point guard, somebody to run the show. Now, last night I think it was just – game plan, uh, play keep away, but even whenever they tried to get a shot, they couldn't do anything. There's a lot of bigs in the Big 12, and they just can't keep up with them. Big Jazz, Lewis, has the size, but she doesn't have the athleticism or the endurance, I think, to play an entire game against somebody like um, Hannah Gusters last night. They were just completely dominated. Again, Coach Gerlich did say, hey, look, we were guarding the perimeter, making sure they didn't hit the threes. Unfortunately, they were able to throw it over the top a lot. And Kyla Freelon's just, you know, one young, two. She, the size difference was apparent between the two. So, yes, they are certainly hurting size-wise, especially with all of the bigs that are in the Big 12. That would help a lot, but somebody offensively to distribute would help that team a lot as well. What are the odds Elias Chavez goes to Tech? Man, I got no clue. I yeah. know that uh, the crazy lady was up from Yeah, Kim Mulkey was in Plainview for that playoff game earlier this week. I just – clearly you're going to have to have a lot of money for her, right? I mean, in this day and age. I mean, when you've got Kim Mulkey, defending national champion, coming to watch her, I'm sure everybody else in the country, you list them off, South Carolina and whatnot – that's a that's a tall hill hill to climb. I mean, if you want to be the person that tries to help rebuild the Lady Raiders, and I don't know, you know, if that's what she wants to do, but I think it's going to cost a pretty penny to keep her here in town. It's, that certainly would help. That would go a long way in helping. I'll tell you that much. 
if if she's running the point right now, and I'm not saying anything bad about anybody else, but you got the number one recruit in two years in your backyard, and you can ha- add that to that team right now. I think Krista Gerlich would be fine if she was running the point right mm-hmm. now. But uh, yeah, twenty percent, twenty five. I mean, I'll g- I'll give her a shot just because hometown and whatnot. But there's a lot. <laughs> Anybody in the country would take her, I yeah, think. a lot of moving parts, yeah. a lot of things behind the scenes yeah. that uh, I wouldn't have a clue about and won't pretend to. So yeah. I don't know Nor do I. what the chances are. Uh, Tyler says, give me a name change, please. Last night they were missing five girls, two haven't played all year. Yeah. It's just yeah. – it, I mean, they're, we, we make, people are like, stop making the excuses. I mean, when you're missing Jordan Merritt, you're missing Elena Enrique – you're missing Jada Wynn. That's just three people that play on a regular basis. Uh, your point guard never played a single minute this year. You're you're shorthanded, and it, it's not an excuse. It's reality, though. If you don't have any of those options, Jada Wynn's probably one, two best three point shooter on the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It's, I mean, it's difficult to win in the Big 12 anyway, and you're that shorthanded against all of these people. Yeah, it's a it's a tough place to be for Coach Gerlich, and you can see the frustration. To her credit, though, she said, hey, we got to play with what we got, and we'll try to be as ready as we can be against Baylor on Sunday. Big Huey says, we all know choices, Mr. Krabs, since he's all about that cash. <laughs> Who would Clint be? You'd be Larry, right? I'll miss Puff. Yeah. Who's Larry then? The big lobster? Larry the lobster? Who's Larry the lobster? <laughs> he loves the beach, right? He's yeah. always strutting around with. <laughs> Sneed? Who would Sneed be? I think Sneed would be a. Yeah. I've already gotten Squidward, so I can't really pass that off to him. He does get kind of fired up like. Squidward, though. Jamie Lent, SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Have fun headed to Arlington. And uh, let's get some W's going this weekend for not only baseball, but men's, women's basketball, softball. Thanks for listening to a, what's today, Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday, Thursday edition <laughs> of the end of the bench for Collier. Lucas, I'm Hacks. The. Bottom line is coming up next. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.